Good afternoon and welcome to Burst of a Bubble live on CAMFM. I'm Michael Contario and joining me to talk about silly news this week are Ross Hickman. Hello. And Hannah Walker. Hello. And we're getting right down into it um, with one of our favourite categories of stories, which is of course a story involving a cute animal. No. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. That, that. that just really proved how much we love these these kinds of stories. It's exactly that cute. And uh, this is the fact that a cat has hitched a ride to Londonderry underneath the bonnet of the car. The driver said he heard a strange noise as he drove the 60 miles from Belfast to Derry. Um, but it doesn't actually say what the strange noise was. I don't know what sort of noise a cat makes when it's trying to say, there's a loud engine right by my ears and it's getting quite warm here. It's... I would like a little bit more detail on the strange noise. You, you think that this article is deficient in that it doesn't sufficiently describe the exact nature of the strange noise. That's what you want from your, from your BBC News articles, is it? Yeah, I, 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 I want not only accuracy, but precision. Uh, I, you don't think that the pun is enough of little did he know that it wasn't his engine purring? I, you presume it wasn't the cat purring if it was trapped in a under the bonnet of a car, really, wouldn't you? Actually, yeah. So it's not only um, deficient in detail, it's also misleading in that impl <laughs> it implies that the strange noise was a cat purring, which I find highly unlikely in the situation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, cars generally a lot louder than cats. I know people talk about, um, like, different things, not only how loud they are, but how piercing they are. So, like, a baby's scream is particularly... Baby crying is particularly piercing, so people will, will likely hear that and respond to it. Well, but maybe, I'm not sure a cat is... Maybe cats do have, like, an inbuilt pitch variation mechanism <laughs> so that when they really need to communicate to you that they're stuck under the bonnet of a car for the past 59 miles, then... Well, there is the whole thing about how our baby's cry can be louder than a pile driver. Um... But presumably, and if you've ever had uh, cats really yowling outside your window at night, you could probably compare it to a pile driver. So perhaps the noise was actually a cat yelling very, very loudly, but it's very difficult to tell what that is. The, 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 the um, cat was been taken to the Rainbow Rehoming Centre, where uh, Dr Helen Davis says he's making a uh, good recovery. And from being bad, quite shaken up again, mm. a lack of detail into the actual condition of the cat. But um, he is the, he is eating well apparently, and spending his time looking out of a window, um, presumably going, "Where on earth am I? This isn't home. What on earth is going on?" Um, you, you sort of, it's a bit, a bit sad, really, imagining that this cat spending its time looking out of the window, just completely baffled as to what on earth has happened. It could, could, could be looking out. And you just just need all you really need to turn this into an epic motion picture <laughs> is the rain blattering on the outside of the window as a cat looks longingly out and some strings in the background. Slow pan in or out, just sort of um, some sort of longing sigh from the cat. Um, maybe a segue into a montage of its happy life before. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but yes, yeah, so they are in fact trying to uh, find out whose cat it is. Um, and uh, Gary um, has said, I have been on Facebook trying to find the cat's owners and I've been putting up some posters. 
Maybe we'll also knock on a few doors, he says. Please say he didn't make a Facebook page for the cat. Just sort of just befriending as many people as possible. Name a cat, profession, mm. eating things and, and looking, looking out, out of windows. windows. Um, just sort of, I, I bet that's what he did. Oh, that's going to be sad. I love that he thought of making a Facebook group before he went, hey, this cat probably came from somewhere near where I live. I should knock on a few doors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put up a few posters, not very many. Social media is the way to do this. <laughs> what I want to know is how the cat got in there. Apparently it was under the bonnet. Um and Gary the driver thinks the cat got into his car when he was heating it before leaving home on Monday morning. But what is he heating it by leaving the bonnet open? I do Surely not understand. Surely that's airing it <laughs> or sort of heating the surrounding area. Yeah. Um yeah, I Unless the bonnet was open, I really have no idea how you'd manage to get inside, like just up into the engine. I can understand that, a cat being underneath. I yeah, that or like Honda are secretly putting in cat flaps right at the back of the footwell for some was, unknown nefarious purpose, oh, just so the, you can get into the engine. The, the the newest model comes with secret cat flap <laughs> for the discerning owner <laughs> who really wants to get rid of their cat by sending it to London Dairy. <laughs> I, I, this is actually um, not the first time we've had a story similar to this come up on Burst of Bubble, which means that I can only assume there is a fundamental design flaw in cars that is allowing cats in, like a cat flap. It must be the secret cat flap. Oh, we should, it doesn't reveal which car it is, but maybe we should sort of try and connect these two things together you know email both people go is this the same car is yeah. there something going on here do they all need to be recalled for yeah. health and safety reasons we might be uncovering a massive sort of cover-up operation here and you listeners to cam fm are the first to know <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um also um we i just found out that there was a little bit extra detail into the status of the cat um he did have some wee marks on him but he seems to be all right now when yes. I read that through the first time, I'd completely forgotten that we were in Belfast, and I entirely misread it. Yes, we here on Cam FM are in Belfast. It's all a ruse. Ah, uh, uh, no, but how, how, what sort of alarm features could, could be added into cars to, to alert people to the cat? Because obviously an odd noise partway 60 miles away for your journey, the cat's been stuck in there for quite a while. How can we, how can we make it safer for cats? Maybe there needs to be some kind of instruction manual note saying, if you're trying to heat your car, don't leave the bonnet open because cats get in. <laughs> Warning, may contain cats. <laughs> Just put labels on every car. Um, like Schrodinger's bonnet. <laughs> it, that, that makes me think of hats, not cats. I'm sorry. Schrodinger's bonnet. Is it on or is it off? <laughs> you will never know. The secret picture is never revealed. Um, I don't really know how you would manage to... Maybe maybe an instruction manual in there for the cat for yeah. how to get out yeah, would maybe probably like be beneficial. A panic button or something. <laughs> like like in a lift. A connection through to the car so the cat can put, put a paw on something. Else. That, that's quite Bond-like. You know how you've, <laughs> how you've got in Bond cars, you have things that suddenly slide out and like, like in the Batmobile, you've got it, when it turns in for a car into a bike and things and bits yeah. of it slide in and out and do things. You'd, you'd be really surprised if suddenly there was a beep and then the cat slid out. <laughs> like, well, I, that, that's an extra feature I didn't know about. Just on your cup holder. <laughs> Just being gently ejected. <laughs> Sits and goes, meow. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> extra feline feature. Right. We did actually. I can't. I can't exactly remember what we were talking about. We were talking about the old kids um, song. I know an old lady who swallowed a fly um, <laughs> last week, and uh, perhaps maybe think perhaps you could have a dog in in the car to, that, that would go a bit crazy if you if you if it was a cat underneath on it. I thought you were pressing for to modernise the song by adding in an extra verse where after having swallowed the cat, the old woman swallows a car. <laughs> Yeah, that's where I thought you were going. Um, which slightly makes more sense than ending up with a horse, of course. Because, of course. And oh, what would it rhyme with? And oh. It, oh. And there was an old lady who swallowed uh, 400 horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've no. got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know an old lady who swallowed a car. She had to go so far to swallow a car. I know an old lady who swallowed a Honda. Why she swallowed the Honda, I had to wonder. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. Contrived. <laughs> and I'm just thinking now. Can what 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 obscure? Well, not obscure, but what can like classic brands of car can we now fit into into these this rhyme scheme? That Just sounds I, like ooh, a good challenge ooh, for the got listeners. One, got one. Oh, go, go on. Renault. Then. Why I don't know. It rhymes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm rubbish. <laughs> Oh, but um, moving on, um, if you've got Flex- any ideas for uh, for features for cars that w- might deflect cats, um, or at least alert the uh, driver to a presence of a cat, uh, you can email studio at canfm.co.uk, or you can text CAM plus your message to 80809, although text will cost you 10 pence. And Maybe. you could also use that to tell us your ideas for new verses for the old lady who swallowed a flight. Um, I recommend you don't use Vauxhall. <laughs> Uh, moving on, we've got another animal story here, uh, which I'm going to describe while Hannah just collapses in fits of giggles about having just worked out what that I'm rhyme fine. is. I'm fine, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, come on, she was covering that up really well. <laughs> Honestly, Michael. Uh, but um, f- now um, moving on to another animal story, this one a lot less cuddly. Uh, bad public relations has threatening, is threatening sharks with extinction research claims. So they're suggesting that um, news articles in Australia and the US were more likely to focus on negative reports of sharks, such as shark attacks, rather than what can be done to stop their population from dwindling. And uh, this means that uh, conservation groups won't be able to raise money to save the sharks. But given, I think this is just how newspapers tend to talk about pretty much everything. Mm. Because you don't don't tend to get so many news stories... uh, about nice things happening. It's, it's, Everything's it's fine! <laughs> um, sorry. Yeah, yeah and, uh, okay. Uh, th- th- really, the sharks could be doing more to kind of, like, like, um, if someone falls off a ship, they can kind of, like, nudge them gently towards the life raft and, like, a dolphin might if it was a very, very specifically trained dolphin. I'm not sure where I was going with this. It seems, it seems to make <laughs> sense at the start. There do seem to be, well... Are you suggesting there's under-reporting of sharks nudging, drowning people towards life rafts? Like, that it's all just propaganda from the dolphins, that they're, they're suppressing the shark stories. Well, I, I mean, there are incidences of uh, dolphins mobbing sharks, aren't there? Or sharks mobbing dolphins. Oh, they, yeah. are, they are sort of nemeses of the, of the <laughs> ocean, to be honest. And you do get all of these things about dolphins. Oh, how lovely, are, lovely they are, saving people. And sharks, uh, you, could, you go sharks and people just go, ah, jaws, ah. Yeah. Um, Though I have to say, my favourite part of this article is how they have a picture of a great white um, with lots of teeth coming out of the ocean and saying sharks bad image <laughs> um and then in the related items uh they have another 
article, which is uh, Surfer Fights Off Shark, uh, with exactly the same image above it. <laughs> so it's clearly their stock image for sharks. Yeah, the, it does kind of... The story speaks for itself. When you look at all of the related items being about, Shark does bad thing! <laughs> yeah. Uh, recent shark attack. Um, shark falls out of sky and lands on golf course. <laughs> all of the evil things. <laughs> That, 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 yeah, that one in the sidebar is slightly bizarre. I think we, yeah. might have to, we might have to look at that one a bit later. Okay, all right. That's one of that's one of the less than. So it's fifty two percent of the global coverage is negative. So I can only assume that the shark falling out of the sky and landing on a golf course comes somewhere in the remaining forty eight percent. Yes, uh, I can maths. Fifty two percent is shark attacks on people. Sixty percent negative. Oh, well, I can hardly see the screen from here. Give me a chance. <laughs> but uh, well, that, that's I, actually quite. What does that? Does that what? Do do sharks turn off a lot in news stories in a neutral or positive fashion? Because 40% sounds like quite a lot of it sharks. It actually does, yeah. Like with teenagers, what are the comparable, <laughs> what are the com- comparable um, percentages for teenagers? Because in, st- in news stories you hear them going, teenagers, one riot, and all that sort of thing. And yeah, uh, teenagers, uh, how evil, grr, stealing all the things and being mean. And not... not not doing as well at their GCSEs, but doing good at other exams, which means the exams have got therefore got worse. That sort of thing. That, that's the sort of coverage that teenagers get. So the question is, t- do teenagers or sharks get worse coverage in general? Although I, I feel I should point out that the part of this story about sharks is that they need publicity to, so people will go out and save the sharks, whereas I'm not sure that people need to go out and save the teenagers. Yeah, like a hoodie? <laughs> comparable, maybe? I, I, that's making oh. me wonder if there's a comparable stock uh, photo image of uh, <laughs> threatening teenagers. There almost certainly is. Within all of the related items for any teenage related. Um, and the caption is just teenagers, bad image! <laughs> when teenagers attack! <laughs> I, I, I do know that um, there was a drunk lady lying on something with like a beer bottle falling out of her hands that was used as a stock image on the BBC News website for any article on drinking for oh, dear, dear. several years. But what was brilliant is they actually had people writing in pointing out <laughs> that they'd use the same image again. And so one 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 part of the BBC News website was happily using this image on multiple stories. And another part was was, was going, oh look, it's back again. <laughs> so, who is this mysterious drinking woman <laughs> on the street? <laughs> I, I start. I think we should start up a Facebook group in order to uh, in order to find them because there probably is. is a fan page. To there probably honest. is <laughs> drunk BBC News website picture lady. Oh come on! I'm sure she has some form of cool nickname that I can't make up right now. I think it was just drunk woman in all the letters, which uh, which is which is uh, a bit more boring. But yeah, it. I I do think that they have to going to have to do an awful lot of work to. Just, like, make people forget Jaws, the film. Mm. Well, I quite like the whole Shark Week thing. Um, the, the problem with that is with sharks is they are awesome and they attack people hardly ever, but you still get crazy people going out and trying to swim with them and do things like that, and they are wild animals. Mm. Like any form of carnivorous wild animal large enough to attack a human, they are amazing and will rarely attack humans generally, but don't go near them that often, people. <laughs> it says at the bottom, uh, conservation groups needed to be more proactive and highlight in the media the rarity of shark attacks on humans, um, says the um, professor who's done this research. And th- again, the, the problem is that that's just not how the media works. It's like, today's top news story, not many shark attacks. <laughs> 
Like, like with anything, you, you are going to get more negative news stories about it than positive news stories if its main feature is that it has a lot of teeth and is bigger than a human. Isn't that almost the definition of news? There's, there's two types of news. There's the, we've, we've, we've won this article every year, um, like, for instance, people coming out of May balls and being drunk. Hmm. Um, and then there's, this is a thing which hasn't happened before. Yeah. Or, or, or only happens rarely. And... Today, a shark didn't attack a man. This is a thing which happens rarely. Well, I guess um, you want to sort of rehabilitate the sharks the same you've got with tigers. I mean, uh, in at least the UK public imagination, I mean, tigers are pretty awesome things. I mean, you wouldn't want to meet one on the street particularly, <laughs> um, but, like, save the tigers, go. Um, whereas sharks are not really thought to be so cuddly. What I'm hearing here is we need to get a shark as a mascot for a breakfast cereal. Because no, I mean that that Tony the Tiger, no? yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. we need, so we need um, shark. Sh- we, we we can call it shark bites. The, the breakfast cereal. There are lots of little. No, no, no. That, that, that's that's got bad connotations. It can't have bite in it. <laughs> it needs to be something cuter. I mean, uh, Tony the shark. Tiger. It was great. I mean, uh, I, I, what noise does a shark make? I know. Now I've just landed myself <laughs> in something that I can't dig myself out of. Um, uh, um, no. Uh, do they sleep with half their brain? I don't know. I'm <laughs> bringing up wild facts in an attempt to do something half better. Brains. <laughs> the new cereal. Half brains of marshmallow. Um, no. Actually, that'd be pretty... If you could make it like intricate enough that small, then I'm sure kids would buy it. Yeah, bad science with Dr. Shark and you've got bits of brain. I don't know. I think we might be onto something here. <laughs> Hooray! My mad flailing has managed to create something that might be appealable. And then you'd have the shark mascot just going, Hey kids, eat my brain! Woo! Oh, no, no, no. Sure, surely, surely um, when you get into the supermarket, pick my brains! Oh! <laughs> and this is why I'm not an advertising executive. <laughs> if you'd like to comment on any of the stories, um, we have actually had one email in. Um, uh, about um, animals in cars. Um, Charlotte says, I once heard a story that a hamster escaped in a car. It couldn't be found and over a period of time chewed through the wires in the engine until the car stopped working and I think couldn't be repaired. That's, that's like a super hamster. If the, <laughs> the car is its now. We may not own it. It is its home. <laughs> Try and take it anywhere the hamster will prevent you. It's like, it's like a giant, awesome version of the hamster wheel. Oh, God, yeah. It's just running around the, the sort of Fan. Fan belt. Fan yeah. belt, thank you. <laughs> oh, if, you if you've got any uh, contributions like Charlotte, you can email studio at camfm.co.uk. If you're listening live um, on our website at camfm.co.uk, you can just use the form right there to send your message in. Or you can text CAM plus your message to 80809. And, and also, um, before... Um, the break uh we're going to uh, give you a quick competition uh the prize is just kudos uh but uh what you have to do is you have to fill in the blank of this news title and it is and it's blank fan builds life-size blank out of 2600 balloons blank fan builds life-size blank out of 2600 balloons if you think you know what that is or you have any crazy ideas for what you hope that is, get in touch. We'll be back after this. 97.2 camfm.co.uk On air and online, your CamFM. 
Yeah, welcome back to Burst of Bubble, the CAMFM show about silly news. Uh, I'm joined by Ros Hickman and Hannah Walker. Hello. Hello. Not in that order. <laughs> <laughs> Just to fool you there. Um, before the break, I was asking you to fill in the blanks from this news story. Blank fan builds life-size blank out of 2,600 balloons. And we've had a couple of suggestions there. Uh, Charlotte has got in touch with again to suggest insect fan builds life-size ant. That's going to be a very impressive control over balloons there, just to, to make the ant life-size. I've, se- I've seen little... Um, People making little models that you can like balance on the head of a pin, but I think doing small-scale balloon models is a whole new level to miniature. Well, we didn't actually specify that the 2,600 balloons had been blown up. You might be able to compress them quite small if they were just in their rubber sort of flat format. Could you make some form of, you know, how you you can hammer gold to an atom thick? Maybe you could make a tiny gold balloon, and and then it would sort of be, you could make it out of several tiny gold balloons. Uh, The other suggestion from someone who sadly didn't send in their name uh, suggests that it was a Star Wars fan who used 2,600 balloons to create a life-size Death Star. Those would be very large balloons, (laughs) but (laughs) awesome! The the problem with doing a Death Star is that mostly you need one balloon uh, (laughs) and then a dimple (laughs) in that balloon. That's no balloon! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Obviously. But, uh, yes, so... um, Although the uh, Star Wars fan and Death Star um, is closest because this is about a different um, cult movie trilogy. This is, in fact, Lord of the Rings fan builds life-size Hobbit hole out of 2,600 balloons. A guy called Jeremy Telford uh, spent 40 hours um, creating a life-size Hobbit hole, apparently looking up um, on the internet images of Victorian-style accoutrements to the room in order to try and get something a, a bit more in keeping with what he imagines a hobbit hall to be like. And um, all this was done using a handheld pump, which oh was God. better than... Uh, yeah, I, I was originally thinking blowing them up just using your breath, and that would have been quite, quite crazy. But uh, even with a handheld pump, that you can see why it took him 40 hours. Um, I, the, the part that I love about this is um, he had his uh, three kids help him uh, t- blowing up the balloons. I mean, obviously, he, he had all the fun parts, like putting them together to make a giant fireplace. Um, but his kids get to help. And more importantly, after it had been up for three days, um, they got to destroy it at the end. Um, which kind of puts him way up in the rankings of best dad ever, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, so yeah, yeah, um yeah, so it, it it took them another two days to actually destroy it. Apparently, which what what how, what well, you, you you've, you've got to pace yourself oh, for something yeah. that awesome. I it's, mean, it's like a massive like sheet of bubble wrap. You don't want to just pop all all of the bubbles at once. Did you st- start off start off with the table, work your way through slowly through the table? That is some pretty good working, and then just attack the cabinets. <laughs> Who knows? I I, I um. I want to know whether it is actually a balloon chair that he's sitting on in this picture. It's quite hard no. to tell. Ah, see, no. see here. Uh, uh, if you actually watched the entire video as Ross and I did earlier, <laughs> um, it, he has in fact constructed the balloon chair around an actual chair. I mean, it, it's sort of cheating, uh, but it was just sort of uh, 
I don't mean a flat pack chair. Uh, I mean one of those foldy chairs. A, a chair that folds flat. So a really basic chair, and he's enhanced it into a pretty cool-looking chair with the balloons. Um, so, no, I, it would be very impressive for a balloon maker to manage to make a chair that he could then sit on without immediately destroying. <laughs> um, however, the table, which is sort of, uh, I think, thigh height, is completely made of balloons um, and manages to hold things up on it, which are also made out of balloons. Uh, I, I, ju- I just worry. It, it's one of these things, it's like like setting up a whole load of dominoes for a rally. You just got to worry that at some point you'd accidentally squeeze a balloon too hard yeah. and it would pop. And the force of the air escaping from that popping balloon reaction. Would, co- yeah, would, would cause all, all the balloons to go. Wait, hang on. <laughs> that wouldn't work. It, it would in my mind, <laughs> and, and I'm pretty sure it would terrify me. Um, okay, well, let's, maybe let's, like the balloon pops and the person goes, "Oh my god!" and leaps backwards into more <laughs> balloons, and then that knocks over someone else. Some form of slapstick, yeah, style. I, I didn't there's, manage to say a word there. There's I'm hilarious potential here. Um, I quite like that, um, again, if you watch through the whole video, which is quite cool, which is sort of a- 18 second time lapse thing um the big cabinet is uh built uh around his big tv cabinet um which uh involves putting a whole load of balloons in front of the tv for i think a total of six days which yeah, is so it's quite impressive that the kids didn't destroy it sooner <laughs> um i think we just proved that despite all of the modern technology that we've got Balloons are still able to captivate kids sufficiently. Mm. What he needs is balloons and a cardboard box. That's <laughs> weeks of entertainment right there. Also, also a book of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. There we go. Um, I think, yeah, it also t- says how much uh, those books are still inspiring people. And the guy obviously loves them. Uh, yeah, it's not the first time he's made awesome things out of balloons. Um, he's I'd be quite c- impressed if it was, to be fair. <laughs> you probably first time in ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you look at the video and it's actually just really rubbish. and just sort of <laughs> gaps in it everywhere, little balloons <laughs> just falling down. Yeah, the fireplace is actually just like three balloons sellotaped together. We're just, we're just making all this up. It's just a guy in his basement being a bit rubbish. Well, he's got to to start somewhere. There's got to be one of the things he did first. I guess, but... He might have started with, like, the table, and then, like, this is some years down the line when he knows how to make not only the table, but also the entire room that the table is inside. I thought for a minute there, you were going to say, he he just wanted to make a table and the entire thing got out of hand. (laughs) Um, but no, he's, he's previously created life-size replicas of a stegosaurus, a complete T-Rex skeleton, and a motorcycle. Now, one of these things is not like the others. There. <laughs> a, a T-Rex, it, it's a skeleton. Uh, uh, oh, no, no, uh, stegosaurus, it's alive. Um, uh, I don't know. I bet he just, I bet he made the motorcycle by just putting balloons around a motorcycle. <laughs> If his chair-making skills are anything to go by. To be, to be fair, the, that sentence has made me hope that he's uh, actually put made a, a life-size replica of a stegosaurus on a motorcycle oh being chased by a T-Rex skeleton. Um, but I, th- I think they were separate. I think you would probably have to have a lot of commitment to try and work out, A, how to properly model some form of dinosaur riding a motorcycle, and B, to then try and make it out of balloons... 
I'm just imagining a dinosaur trying to ride a motorcycle and just completely not having the ability and like bone and muscle structure to actually sit down. Uh, oh, well, and just well, having the T-Rex it. couldn't do it. Its arms aren't long enough. Yeah, it couldn't twist the throttle. It, it, it could lean really far forwards <laughs> instead of actually being, Yeah, instead of actually being sat on it, just kind of have its front just <laughs> on top of the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, the suspension would go immediately. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yes, um, moving on <laughs> from that bizarre story um, to another equally bizarre story. Um, Twenty-eight women are to try to squeeze into a mini to to um, make Guinness World Records Day. Um, and um, this is actually a story about the uh, author going to a practice and um, them sadly only getting up to. Uh, th- th- this shows how how bizarre it is. They're actually going uh, only allowed to put. I think it was twenty-five. Uh, people in the in, in the car because they don't want to push it without a paramedic present. Yeah, so this is a story which sounds like just huh, fitting loads of people into a car. That sounds cool. And then when you read the actual details of it, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty uh, heroic undertaking. Yeah. You know, you're just sort of cramming yourself in, and the air supply is gradually diminishing as you get more and more people in there. It sounds pretty painful. They've got a code word in case one of them thinks they're going to die. <laughs> the code word is Pudsy. I repeat that the code word is Pudsy. Yeah. Uh, because um, last year they managed to fit 27 people in the car um, for children in need, which is quite interesting. I don't think you'd get a very good children in need experience inside, <laughs> crammed inside the car, <laughs> frankly. Um, well, I don't know. Have <laughs> you seen it lately? <laughs> Oh. I want to know if they would fit more of them in if they dressed them up as clowns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, surely, surely, like that's got to have some form of like psychological effect on yeah. it. Um, Only if they don't replace all of their shoes with clown shoes. Ah, uh, yes, no, that makes sense. <laughs> well, it would be it would be uh, twenty eight people and a cat hidden somewhere in that car. <laughs> that's a question. Is that what's the world record for number of cats inside a car? Oh, that's just mean. What, just under the bonnet or in the car entirely? We could have separate. I mean, you because uh, they've got separate um, records for uh, in in a mini and in the original mini. The original mini, the mini from which all other minis descend. Um, I don't know. It would be. I just. I can't imagine it would be pleasant trying to put cats into a mini once you got past a certain number. And I think depending on the temp- temperaments of the cats, uh, that number might be two. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, it says in here, uh, the boot's meant to be one of the nicer positions. Um, presumably because there's a set amount of space and then they can't stop cramming people on top of you. Yeah. Um, but uh, locking a cat in a car boot, I would feel slightly bad. Hmm. A little bit. I think that we there's a clue in here that we haven't picked up on, um, which is the quote from the woman who has to be the first in, um, which is 13 minutes of waiting in the footwell for the others to get in. She says, you just have to zone out and find your own air hole. She's clearly breathing through the cat flap that is secretly installed ah, in the back. She knows where it is. Oh, it, it was a mini. There we go. Yeah. Uh, that's why it doesn't name it. But... Um, yeah, uh, I, was, I was surprised by the idea that there's Guinness World Records Day. I suppose it's just an attempt to try and get the world record for most world records broken in a day. Is the only well, thing. So the world record for the most w- world records broken on Guinness World Records Day goes to Guinness World Records Day. 
No, no, no. Well, in, you, in can't, you can't break a world record without Guinness World Records because they don't let you. It's a bit sad. Um, yeah. But is Guinness World Records Day an attempt to have the Guinness World... The Guinness World's Records Day with the most world records broken on any Guinness World Records Day. Maybe. Could you repeat that? No, no, I couldn't. <laughs> Are we going for the world record on the number of times Guinness uh, World Records Day is said in one sentence? We haven't got Guinness here. It won't count. But apparently other attempts for the day will include <laughs> will include chefs in Italy trying to, trying to cook the biggest ever chocolate coin. Is, is that in size or denomination? Well, I think the, the the interesting part of that is not size or denomination, but the choice of the word cook. I mean, it's like they've stolen it. They've stolen the world's largest chocolate coin, and they're about to melt it down and are just laughing maniacally somewhere. Or, like, there's just a fundamental flaw in their plans. They haven't quite worked out how chocolate coins function. It's like, we're going to try and cook the biggest ever chocolate coin. Like, oh, guys, no, they, don't tell them. They, they'll, just, they'll just be sad. Yeah, chefs, not chocolatiers. They're just like, oh, we can cook anything. Come Come on, let's just throw some tarragon in there. I don't know. Get a really big oven. <laughs> That's sure to work. Oh, you could use a huge pizza oven. That would be cool. <laughs> Except it wouldn't, because it's an oven. Well, um, sorry. Uh, okay, there's also an American aiming to complete more than five consecutive front flips on a pogo stick. I oh. yeah, kudos to them. That sounds terrifying. It's one of those things where w you kind of wonder once you've done once you've done a few, uh, did they get easier? <laughs> you probably get stuck in like just the momentum is. Co I mean, it's probably not completing more than five that's the issue. It's completing more than five and then managing to stop without like just having spun into a sort of terminal velocity at which you just smash your face into in, the ground. In, in my head, you just sort of created a human gyroscope. <laughs> <laughs> you just do so many front floor flips and you just manage to float <laughs> off the ground and keep spinning forever and we use it to power things. Yeah, just a perpetual motion machine made out of a guy on a pogo stick. That's the secret. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh, but, but the last one on there is, is just, just disgusting. I'm not sure whether, whether our listeners would actually want me to read that one out. I don't want you to read it out. <laughs> well, we have to now. <laughs> now you've said this. I'll read it out, because uh, I, have, I, have I don't get grossed out about this sort of if, thing. If you've got a nervous disposition, think, fingers and ears for the next 15 seconds or so. Go la 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 la, it'll all be fine. Uh, a Briton lifting more than 25.5 kilos using only his eye sockets which is really impressive uh, and also a skill that you wouldn't really think that you'd know how you'd discover it. Hmm. Um, I, I don't really want to think about that. I do not know how this is done. I don't want anybody to tell me how this is done. I'm just going to go with my own interpretation of it, which is that you just sort of wedge the edges of the weights into your eye sockets like a monocle and then just... <laughs> or I suppose a bi a, like two monocles. You've just got binoculars. Yes, <laughs> except you don't tend to sort of walk around with binoculars wedged into your eye sockets, just hands-free. Well, you don't. <laughs> Have I been doing it wrong all these years? Yeah. Here's a way of making a spectacle of yourself. Oh. And that's a Christmas cracker joke. But um, that really is. Um, moving, moving on from the record breaking. Um, well, it's it's sort of. Rec record related it's record destroying more than breaking <laughs> isn't it in some sense yeah it, it's interesting yeah yeah record, record destroying let's go with that <laughs> uh, so two peaks um that have had twin corbett status uh in scotland have been split because new measurements have actually 
worked out which of the two peaks are really close together has a- is actually very slightly taller, uh, which is going to now confuse every walker who tries to climb to the top of it. <laughs> going, you know what, they could just get one and go, ah, I've got one of the twin peaks. But now they get up to one and go, is it this one? I'm not sure. Is, is it that they've been split, or is it just that they've now decided that uh, one of them is just a slightly sort of lower part of the other one? I think so, yeah. Okay, it- so th- th- instead of two, there's now one. Because one of them is... Oh, I can't remember the math for this. Is it 0.29 metres higher than the oh, other? Oh, yes, it is, yes. Um, which kind yes. of begs the question of uh, how how small a difference does it have to be? Are th- are there, is it a sort of all Twin Peaks will slowly become not Twin Peaks anymore as, be- as mountaineers decide that it'll be sort of, ah, it's point not point not two. <laughs> I've had too many decimal points in there. <laughs> point not 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 two is what I think I meant to say. <laughs> Meters smaller, therefore, haha, it is mm. only one mountain. There is actually, uh, there are actually two mountains in Norway, uh, one of which is the official highest mountain. Um, but that the other one can at times be higher because of the amount of snow and ice deposited on the top oh. of it. Ooh. Mm. Seasonal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have actually climbed the highest one, but not the second highest one, so uh, I'm good provided it's not snowy. Mm. But, yeah, uh, you, you, you were boasting earlier to me that you've been practising your pronunciations we of have. these peaks. Would you like to, to have a stab at how you think they're pronounced, Michael? <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are in Scotland, so we think that they are pronounced Beervin and Skuravach Chelish. That is not how they're spelled. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nowhere near. Um, well, it, well, it is, but... Well, well yeah. <laughs> That's not how you would think they were spelled if you weren't Scottish. Um, yeah, we were having fun earlier... Um, both getting uh, completely mangled trying to say bits and pieces of them. Um, Did you say completely bangled? Mangled! <laughs> Have you said that? Mangling our vowels. We were getting completely bangled. It yeah, was wild. It was mad, man. <laughs> that, should be, that should be completely slang now. It, it, it means you, 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 turn in, first. you turn into a 80s pop band. Close your eyes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But... Yeah, so I don't know how far we're going to take this because obviously there's going to reach a point where the height is determined by how many people have walked on it recently because we're down to such accuracy. Well, we're going to go with the um, people decide that they want them to be twins again and sort of be a man who went up a hill and came down a mountain thing and they just pile some more dirt on the top of the other one and becomes Twin Peaks again. I was thinking more just someone runs up there with a chisel and (laughs) just lops off the... (laughs) Immediately you said someone runs up there with a chisel and my brain went, just chisels slowly. I was here. It runs away again. I just know you found a contrast between that because we had both creation and destruction in, uh, as two separate options. Uh, I was yeah. building up or knocking down. I'm the eternal pessimist. I'm just assuming that this new advances in surveying equipment is going to just lead to wanton vandalism. Well, you could do both. It would be quicker that way. Just take the top off one, put it on the other, keep doing so until you vaguely get them equal again. Uh, and, uh, we're going to take another break now, but we've got another headline for you to uh, for you, for, you, for you to um, fill in the blank. Uh, world's first blank theme park opens in South Korea. 
world's first blank theme park opens in South Korea. Let us know what you think fills in there. Studio at camfm.co.uk. On air, online, and across Cambridge. Your station, your CamFM. Welcome back to CamFM. That was Rihanna with Diamonds. And earlier on, we had Lover of the Light by Munford and Sons. This is Burst of Bubble, the show about city news. Before the break, we asked you to fill in the blank. World's first blank theme park opens in South Korea. And no one got it right. The correct answer was, in fact, toilet. World's first toilet theme park opens in South Korea, which is it, it's, it's, it's basically everything to do with the toilets. Um, it's history, um, appreciating it, that it exists. I, I am a bit stuck now. This <laughs> is in honour of, was it the mayor? Was it the mayor? I think it was the mayor. Good, let's pretend remember. it was the mayor. Um, the mayor or former mayor of this city who um, did a lot of... Uh, um, to improve the sanitation in the city. Um, I thought you were going to say he did a lot of use of the toilet. Well, he probably did that too. But he was known as Mr. Toilet. Uh, he, he was apparently born in a toilet um, and uh, did a lot of work on the toilets of the city and had a toilet-shaped house. Um, it was his theme. It was a little bit... park. So this is a video news clip and, and it was a bit alarming when we saw the, the video of his house shaped like a toilet because like it's got all spikes on the roof and I didn't quite get the perspective right when I was first looking at it and I was like, oh my God, that's just like a masochist toilet. <laughs> um, I, I, it also uh, showed it has uh, the original his original toilet in there um, in the museum. Uh, which uh, has the one in which he was born? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's a different toilet. Um, but it has floor-to-ceiling uh, windows, uh, but which cloud over when there's anyone in there, which I think is really, really cool. I, I'm not entirely sure why you would want someone to see in the rest of the time. I guess um, it solves the problem of like, oh, the door's closed. Is there anyone in there? Or oh, well, should I knock? Or oh, god, it's really awkward. Mm. It, just, it just introduces a new problem of, oh, is, is the window misting system broke again? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can ever go in to find out. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do like the, uh, the... They've got a series of um, squatting statues, and although one of them isn't so much squatting, it's, it's, it's the, um, a replica like of Rodin's The Thinker on the loo, which I think is quite accurate. I mean, that, surely that's where all great thinkers do their great philosophising. There and in the shower. Surely. Well, I definitely don't do much great thinking when I'm not on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, 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 I'm not that. sure if that proves anything. Oh. But uh, it sounds like it might be interesting for a quick visit. See <laughs> 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 uh, what you're going for there. <laughs> Lovely. Um, I, th- I think it's kind of cool. I mean, sanitation gets... Um, sort of pushed to the back of everybody's mind. Shut <laughs> Sorry. That's not even funny. Is, is, is it referred funny to, now. Is it referred to negatively in 60% yeah, of that's news? bad PR. <laughs> <laughs> Toilets, bad image. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that is a bad image that is now in my head. Thank you very much for that. Should we move Lovely. on? <laughs> I think so. So our last, our last story of the week, uh, which is another one of our favourite themes, which is someone committing a crime in a stupid fashion. Oh, this is just lovely. It's, uh, bless. Um, I know it's not really bless, but, um, uh, it's, uh, 
a guy who uh, robbed a security guard who was on the way into the bank with an empty cash box. Um, apparently having got up the nerve uh, to take his large knife and brandish it in the face of said security guard to try and steal something, um, he forgot to uh, check if there was anything actually in the box before he took it. Um... <laughs> The judge uh, said, it is amazing that you can do all this planning and you decide to attack the man when he's going into the bank as opposed to waiting until he comes out. It shows the level of intellect we are dealing with. Sick burn from the judge there. Yeah, very much so. Bless. Not only am I going to send you to prison, but I'm also going to insult you on the Ooh. way in. <laughs> um, though I was sort of thinking about this, and there is a sort of weird logic to it. I mean, when you're going into the bank, you're generally going in to sort of deposit money maybe he sort of went ah he's taking money into the I don't know I, there is a sort of weird logic to it there is a level of intellect that we're dealing with here it, it, there is some intellect <laughs> um, slightly misguided mm. um, maybe a lot misguided but there is something there um, also the um, oh the defence lawyer <laughs> the defence lawyer gave him a sick burn as well saying that the fact that he robbed the guard on his way in indicated the level of professionalism attached to the case I think he's trying to say well he doesn't do this often <laughs> <laughs> as you can tell by how he messed up to try and get him a, a smaller sentence uh, but he got to give him a, a, ni- a nine year sentence uh, for theft and possession of a knife Robbery. a large a, knife a, a, la- a large knife uh, I beg your pardon <laughs> it's not illegal to own a knife <laughs> but at what point does a knife become a large knife? Is it a sort of, um, you know, increments of tiny knife, small knife, knife, still a knife, large knife? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there are slots, like, like you get oh, in the post yeah, office. The knife block. Like, yeah, no, no. Well, no, 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 I was thinking more. No, was, different thoughts. Yeah. I was thinking more the way that you have um, large letters oh, in, uh, yeah. in the post office. Oh, so, so, so you put it through the slot. Here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, Your knife must be no bigger than this. <laughs> yeah, no stabbier <laughs> than this. <laughs> if it inflicts this much of this much damage, it is a large knife. Because the place where we're told that it was a large knife, it, it's just um, an entirely straight quote. Um, it's, so it's factual that he walked into the bank, the bank on this road, and it's a large knife. And then in quotes, the large knife was brandished. It's just the one word brandished that is in dispute here. <laughs> like, it was definitely a large knife. That's, that's not at all subjective How mm. if something is large, but brandishing, ooh, brandishing. And that, that's the end of our show. I'd like to thank everyone who we emailed in and uh, my two guests, Ross and Hannah. Thank you. Thanking you. I, I'm actually sticking around and listening in uh, at the next song. We'll be, I'll be here for the science of fiction, talking about quantum physics. And also, come along to see the show. Uh, the Revolution Will Not Be Improvised at King's Bunker, 8pm Tuesday to Saturday next week. Hope you all have a nice week. There'll be more Buzz Above All, same time, next week. Bye-bye.